just I just just speak my peace keep my peace what's good everybody welcome to episode 91 of the speak my peace podcast as always i'm your gracious grateful and humble host greg lacy like we always do about this time i do want to take my time to thank you all for tuning into the Speak My Peace podcast. It's your first time listening to the Speak My Peace podcast. Welcome. And this is not welcome back. Hopefully, I'm able to do whatever I am doing to retain your listenership. Hopefully, I'm able to, to continue to hit those marks. Um, I can't stress enough how important it is that you all tune in or continue to uh, tune in to the Speak My Peace podcast. To my YouTube viewers, what's good? Hello. Um, apologize for the somewhat scruffy look this week. I decided... I didn't feel like lining myself up. I did not feel like shaving. Um, I'm like on the last days of these braids, about to get ready to take them out. So a little kind of kind of scraggly this week, but uh, we gonna get through it. We got a short episode, not short, but um, a condensed episode. Um, as you all have noticed, if you've been long fans of the Speak on Peace podcast, I've been trying my best to move away from those like the lengthy episodes. Um, and just focus on a couple of topics and still hit my marks and provide my takes on that. So once again, thank you all for tuning to the Speak on Peace podcast. Hope that you all are in good health. If you're not, hope that better days are ahead. Hope that you're still taking the proper precautions to protect yourself and your loved ones as we continue to fight this pandemic. Um, I know overseas, um, there's variants that are even more deadlier that are that are um, being introduced. So. I know we have a lot of overseas listeners, so I hope that you all are still, you know, protecting yourself. Hope that you all are in good health and your loved ones as well, because that is what's important. Um, and I say that and I'm kind of like remiss because I know I'm going to get into a couple topics later on about, you know, things opening up back here stateside. But still, it's still important that, you know, we protect ourselves and our loved ones as we battle um, this coronavirus. Enough of that. Since this episode is going to be released. On Thursday, and then next episode is not going to be released. So next Thursday, we're going to miss Mother's Day. So I do want to start this episode off by saying happy early Mother's Day to all the mothers that may be listening to this podcast, to the children that are listening to this podcast. Make sure that you, you know, at the bare minimum, you know, tell your mothers happy Mother's Day. Tell them you appreciate them. Um, that shouldn't go unnoticed. Um, someone who, you know, was raised in a single home, and I know many people who, a uh, single home, a single parent home. I know many people who, you know, situations were similar to mine. Even those who weren't, people who come up in dual family homes. Um, the mothers are a very integral role in our lives. Um, the sacrifices they make, both parents as well, but this is Mother's Day, so we want to focus on mothers. But just the sacrifices they make, um, all the 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 hours, the stand up, um, being the nurses, being the teachers, being the um, discipline, disciplinarians and being the chefs, um, all the, all the things that they, that they provide for us. Um, that shouldn't go unnoticed. So once again, happy early mother's day to all the special women out there in this world, um, celebrating the holiday this week. Um, last week was kind of somber. I'm gonna start this episode off a little bit towards that, but I'm not going to stay in it. So y'all bear with me. Um, again, the reason why I covered last week and the reason why last week took that turn that it did is because I like, I had to let you all know 
what I was seeing and all of the things that I was taking in and how that was affecting me. Um, I did an okay job portraying that. I could have did a better job, but I think my main focus was just to get that out um, because there are many other people who may have had weeks like like I did and where they were seeing the same type of things and death was like a constant thing um, throughout the week. During that episode, one thing that I mentioned was just me not knowing exactly, you know, what it was doing to me internally and knowing that, you know, it had some type of effect and I really realizing after I recorded the episode, I realized, you know, why those stories was really sticking to me and why I had such, a, um, I don't want to say attraction, but I was just drawn to them and felt like I should have been affected by it. I realized that, you know, I covered in this episode, covered a couple of times that summer of 2016 where my family you know went through a, a bunch of losses um me personally lost a great aunt uh great grandmother and a sibling um all in the span of like one month maybe like a month and a half um and so it was a it was a very just sad melancholic summer um for my family dealing with those losses and i realized that now was the time that that happened so i think that's the reason why all of those stories had aside from just the human being aside from just the human factor of me, you know, resonating, not even resonating with me having some type of uh, empathy for for the lives lost and for the families who um, who who lost family members. Um, aside from that, I was also dealing with something that I, that I forgot, um, not that I forgot, but didn't realize that I was also dealing with. So after I recorded that that episode and then, you know, the anniversary of my not the anniversary, I don't want to say anniversary because that sounds terrible. Um, the day that my brother' life was taken, I guess the anniversary, my brother's home going. Um, I don't know how to phrase that, but the day my brother's life was taken was exactly five years ago, two days ago, and so there was a death before. It was a death a week before his. It was his death, and then three or four weeks later, there was another death. And so once I realized that, I realized you know internally what that was doing to me. I, I had some things going on with me personally that was being amplified because of all the stories I was seeing covered in the news and all the stories I've seen plastered on social media. Um, and so that that was the reason for that um, reason why that stuck out to me. Um, that summer 16, and I've stated here on this podcast many a times that I know that that's going to be like one of those years that I won't ever forget no matter how old I get just because of, you know, emotionally what that summer did to me. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, knowing emotionally what that summer did to me. And so knowing that I know that that lasts an effect, whether I acknowledge it, whether, um, I don't, I know that it will have some type of effect for me just because of just how my brain works and how the, the human brain works. I don't want to get in here and sound like a, a, a doctor or sound like a scientist, but I know that, you know, your body and your brain, they're machines. And so they, they, they recognize patterns. So if you're like melancholic, melancholic, melancholic um, or saddened or just sad every year around a certain time or if your brain is, you know, focused on one thing every year around a certain time of the year it's going to remember that and so it picks up that pattern and I believe that's what I did and again I'm going to try to get away from this because I don't want to sound like a doctor I don't know exact terms for this I don't know all this to be true but that's what I believe to have happened 
Um, with all that being said, another thing that I want to cover in the last episode was just the effect of um, not even the effect that realization we have as children um, of us maturing. I think many different things go on in our lives where we're mature as, as children. Um, one of them could be moving out of our, our parents' house, homes. Another one could be just graduating high school. Another one could be graduating college. Um, another one could be getting a job, getting a car, um, just taking care of yourself. There, there's many signs and every case is not the same. It's case by case scenario. What you feel like defining or makes you feel like an adult. Um, well, one thing that's that's not debatable that we can't ignore is when we start to experience the grief are the losses that our parents experience. I think that's one thing that's not covered when we talk about maturity of children. Um, and this is something I pay attention to for the past couple of years, but really been paying attention to it in like the last couple of years. Um, just because of, as I said, that summer 16 was a, was a very tumultuous, uh, summer for my family. But what I mean by that to get back, not to get off track was that like, so take my parents, for example, not to put their business out there, but, like my mother or both my parents, they, they experienced a lot of loss, whether it was in their families, whether it was close friends, wherever the case may be, they, they've experienced loss. But I think like early on in my life, because my mother was raised by older people, she experienced a lot of loss in her life around the time that she was my age and like a little bit older. But I was young. I was a child, barely first grade preschool and things like that and so I, I didn't really realize or I couldn't really take into account you know how that was affecting her um and so as we progress through the years as she go through more 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 losses I kind of have a better understanding for life as I get older and understand you know what that may have had done for her. or I can look back in hindsight me being the age I am now and understand like those things probably like really affected her um same thing with my father. Like he experienced a lot of loss when I was younger, um, but he's also experiencing a lot of loss now. Now that I'm older, and now that I'm older, and, and seeing my parents go through and lose people who have been in their lives since they were a child, or who had played a, a a certain role in their lives, or integral roles in their lives, seeing them get taken away, um, I now as an adult, you know, have experienced life more, have experienced loss more. Um, understand the effect that that has on him and so just like compare and contrast like you know not really understanding what my mother was going through when i was a child because i didn't really have a grasp on life and what loss was and now to be going through this with my father and to see him to start to lose people um in his family who played important roles in his life um it kind of makes me wonder it kind of makes me think like wow i'm really you know, growing up because, you know, a lot of time your parents, you see your parents go through that. What, what I'm going through now, you see your parents witness their parent experience loss. And so you're far removed because it's your parent watching their parent. And so you really don't have a concept or really have an idea of what they're dealing with, but you see how that's affecting your parent. And so like now I'm in this position to where I'm seeing my parents losing people, you know, left and right that play integral role, integral roles in their lives. And I started to realize that, you know, I, I'm really an adult now and 
the unfortunate realization of this is I'm next. And I'm going to knock on wood because I don't want to wish death upon anybody. But I think it's like as more and more people, as, as my parents progress in life and get older and they lose more and more people who played a role in even raising them or that they just knew. Um, it's going to come a point in time eventually to where those people are going to be far and few and it's not going to be anymore. And then then it's going to be me. And I don't know where I'm going with this, but it's it's an idea that crosses my mind often because it's like it's weird now for me to be this old and for me to realize that and for me to see that. Like there's going to come a point in time to where I'm then going to believe I'm blah, blah. I'm then going to begin to lose those people who have been in my life since as far as, you know, my memory allows me to go back. And, and it's, it's a crazy realization. But I say all that to say that, you know, we have to. And this goes back into another thing I covered on last episode about the homemade videos. We have to cherish each and every moment with our loved ones. Um, I know as we go older, we fall out with people. We, we grow out of people and things like that. But there are people, whether family or friends, that, you know, we have to give them the flowers. We have to, as much as possible, let them know we appreciate them. We have to, as much as possible, pick their brains, um, get knowledge from them, learn from their life experiences. Um, because a lot of times when we do that, when we do do that as, as younger people, um, not only if it, it opens, you know, our eyes to, you know, what they went through, but it gives us a lot of knowledge. You may start to see patterns in your life and where you may be stuck at something or you may be at a crossroads or something and they may have been through the same thing, whether, you know, they came out of it on top or whether they didn't. You can learn from those experiences. And I think when we think about, you know, one of the the, the common sayings when we think about the future, like in order to know where you're going, you have to know where you've been. And part of that is also knowing where people who you look up to and people who you admire have been. And so you can learn from their mistakes. You can learn from, you know, their wins. You can learn from just their life experiences so that you're not repeating it or that you are repeating certain things. Um, we can't we can't take things like that for granted. It's 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 very important, um, especially for people of my age group as we begin to become parents or as we are parents and we have toddlers or infants um are i'm and i'm not a parent i say this like every three or four episodes because i'm not um so i can't speak and tell parents what to do but just from me thinking of being a future parent or someone who aspires to be a parent you know i believe that one of the goals in being a parent is to to, to make your your children or your child life easier less difficult or to run into less roadblocks than you did while also letting them experience life. And part of that is just understanding, you know, what people before you, um, what those before you have, have been through as well, because this is also a case by case scenario. Every parent in the same, every child is not the same, but the experience we can give them, the, the tools we can give them, the knowledge we can give them, betters our future you know this podcast is a is a is a podcast where we big up our people um bring awareness to the the good fight um against social uh injustices um against racial inequality 
And when we when I think about things like that, and I said a million of times that, you know, I think that this problem, this disparities that we're dealing with now and have been dealing with for the past 400 years, it may not be resolved in my lifetime or it may not be resolved toward the tail end of my lifetime. Um, but in order for us to continue to progress and make this world a, a, a better place for our youth, to make this world an equal place for our youth, we have to equip them with as much knowledge as we can, with as much experience as we can, which is at with as much as firsthand accounts as we can. Um, this is why I continue to to big up, you know, black screenwriters, black directors, musical artists, artists, because can no one can no one really detail the account of our people better than we can. No, not better than we can. Can no one do it, period. And we have to take things like that into account. I know y'all may think that, you know, I'm getting off track and things like that, but it, it all ties in together. The more we tap into these people, the more we appreciate the people, the better we become as human beings. And as I said, I wasn't going to make this a sad episode. And so we're going to leave that there. But I say all that to say, once again, um, give your people their flowers. Reach out to them. Speak to them. You know, learn about their lives. Learn about what they went through. Because it can do us wonders as we continue to progress in this uh, racist world. Speaking even on that same note, while I'm transitioning, we're speaking about bridging a gap, man. Um, one of those, one of those avenues for bridging the gap, gap. One of those avenues for bridging, bridging the gap, the gap has been entertainment. Um, for me, at least, I know. Like I'm someone who grew up on, you know, cartoons on Saturdays, um, cartoons and cereal. Um, and things like that, and really appreciated things like Marvel, really appreciated things like um, the WB, really appreciated things like all the, the cartoons that came up on Fox. And um, something that has done a, a something that has done a great job in, in bridging that gap is Marvel. Um, I grew up, you know, Iron Man was one of my favorite superheroes. Obviously, um, X Men and all of them as well, but. The reason why I bring this up is because Marvel just announced, you know, their their phase four, their slew of projects coming next year and the year after that for the next two or three years. Um, so that's a good sign. The world is opening back up. We're starting to see, you know, concerts, uh, festivals starting to be announced. Um, we're starting to see movies announced. We're starting to see movies premiering. We're starting to see uh, music dropping, which I'm gonna get into as well. And this is is all good signs. So I'm gonna I'm read this off real quick. But of the movies that Marvel has um, rolling out in the next couple years, we have Black Widow, July 9th, 2021. Shang-Chi and the Legend of Ten Rings, September 3rd, 2021. I don't know exactly what that is, but it's Marvel, so it's good. Eternals, November 5th, 2021. Spider-Man No Way Home, December 17th, 2021. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, March 25th, 2022. Thor, Love and Thunder, March 6th, 2022. Black Panther 2. Wakanda Forever, July 8th, 2022. Mark that on your calendars, y'all. Um, the Marvels, which is like a sequel 
to um, Captain Marvel, uh, November 11th, 2022. Ant-Man and the, the Wasp, Quantumania, February 17th, 2023. Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3, May 5th, 2023. Um, of those, the ones that stick out the most in me is uh, Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange is one of those Marvel movies that I watched just because it was a Marvel movie, not really knowing what I was getting into. And it turned out to be a great movie, exceeding my expectations. I was surprised that that was the only reason why I watched it. I was surprised that I didn't know anything about Doctor Strange. And it really just exceeded my expectations. One of my favorites um, to come across in this Marvel um, universe. Another one that I'm excited about on this list, um, Black Panther. That's one that sticks out to me. We know about the passing of the late great Chadwick Boseman. Um, I'm interested to see what route they take with the sequel. Um, whether they continue to follow his character and just recast him. I don't know who will be able to fill in his shoes. Um, just because this this movie was star-studded with young great actors already. Um, young great black actors. And so... Um, like my first thoughts would be to include some of them, but some of them are already in this movie. Um, I feel like if they were to recast him, it may have to be someone we don't know. It may have to be someone's first time. Cause I just, I just don't know how you feel the role of Chadwick Boseman as the Black Panther. He did so well, but I'm, I'm interested to see whether they continue to follow T'Challa, uh, whether they follow Killmonger, Michael B. Jordan's character, um, whether they follow uh, T'Challa's sister, Sherry, um, whatever, whatever role or whatever avenue they decide to go on, go down, I mean, I know that they'll kill it. This goes back to the point I was just making about representation and us telling our own stories. Um, granted, this is uh, nonfiction, so take that for what it is. It's based on a superhero, but the fact that it's based in Africa and it's a superhero that that's from Africa... Um, who better than tell that than than our people? Uh, Ryan Coogler, who was also at the helm of Space Jam, which is releasing this summer, uh, July 16th, I believe, um, is also at the helm of this. And I've been a fan of his since Fruitvale Station days, and he has not um, led me astray since then. So I don't think that he will lead me astray now. So good luck to them with whatever avenue they decide to take. Uh, good luck to if they decide to recast a child to whoever decides to take that role. Because, man, we talk about bitch shoes to fill. Those are hoax size shoes, probably even bigger. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see that. Um, even just w- to continue to carry the, the tradition that the first Black Panther set. Like we know the numbers it did, we know the the moments that it created. I don't know how you recreate that without the person who was at the center of that. And so that's gonna be a huge task alone. Um, but they got a little time. We got two years before we get to not even two years. When is the release? It releases in July 2022. Oh, that's next year. So we July 2022 is going to be here tomorrow. So uh, I guess they're working on it now. Um, another one of the list that excites me is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Guardians of the Galaxy is another one of those. Um, movies that I watched just because it was attached to the Marvel brand, not really knowing anything about it. And it blew me out of the water. Um Guardian of Galaxies Guardians of the Galaxy One was great. Guardians of the Galaxy Two was good. 
Um, but, you know, I watched Guardians of the Galaxy 1 just because I was like, you know, I haven't seen it yet. It's a Marvel movie. Let me see what they're talking about. And the story was great. The characters were great. Um, the soundtrack was even greater. And so I instantly became a fan just off of watching that. So when 2 came out, I was like, I'm going to watch it off the rip because they done me well with, with 1. So I'm interested in this interested to see how volume three goes um especially in the post thanos world um to see what direction we're taking but that one i believe wraps up phase four um so i know just everything that we're going to see before then is definitely going to be it's definitely going to be great because we got one two three four five six seven eight nine we got nine movies before we get to the guardians of the galaxy movie so there's going to be a lot of things that's going to happen and develop in the Marvel Universe, cinematic universe. And so that Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is going to be the icing on the cake. And then we get to get ready for phase four or phase five. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, to the, the first point I made about just bridging that gap, man, Marvel has done a great job with that. You know, I'm someone who grew up with Marvel and now my nieces and nephews and potentially my kids, um, whenever they get here, <laughs> whenever I have them, um, they will grow up with Marvel as well because Marvel is going to continue to um, expand on the cinematic universe. And so, you know, we get to bridge generations. So, you know, this is something I watch in cartoons and now you're watching it in the theater. So you're watching it in the movie. Um, they've done well with that. But even with this announcement, it beyond bridging the gap, this announcement tells me that, you know, we, in terms of this pandemic, are moving in the right direction. Things are opening back up. Companies are feeling more comfortable with releasing big name movies um, to, because they feel like people are going to be in theaters and they be able, they're going to be able to make that revenue that they put behind, you know, production and things like that. So that excites me. Um, same thing with music. Music is, is, is beginning to open back up. And what I mean by open back up is that I think in the past uh, year and a half, music has been underwhelming in terms of big moments. We've, we've had some here and there that were hit and miss in terms of big projects. Um, I think that it's been relatively quiet in comparison to years years past. And what I mean by that is that, like, me, when I'm working and it gets real busy, I like to turn to music to crank things out. And a lot of those times, especially pre-COVID, when I was in the office, you know, I would put on, you know, the, the, the album I was listening to when I was driving to work, which is probably a, a recent album. I would take the time when I was driving to work and from work to catch up on music that I have listened to. Um even while I was at work and needs to listen to an album, I would do that, you know, at work. And now that I'm home, even in a greater atmosphere, you know, I don't have to listen to it in my earphones. I can listen to it in on my on my on my speakers and, and blast it or whatever the case may be. I just don't feel a need to to revisit albums that were recently released. Like I find myself going back to those late ninety albums. I find myself going back to those early two thousands or two thousand tens and 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 around those time frames because those are albums that resonated with me a lot of these albums are classics to me and they're and they're timeless and so you can revisit them anytime and it still has the same effect i don't feel that same way for a lot of albums that have been released in the past year and a half you know we we've had the i've had a couple of albums that that really stuck out to me um whether it was uh, uh freddie gibbs uh benny the butcher um Conway the Machine. There's a couple other too, but those are probably like the most recent that that really stuck with me. Um, but I think part of that was because just major labels were nervous to release albums 
with doubt of what the future looked like in terms of touring. A lot of these, a lot of these labels, especially these labels who are signing big artists with 360 deals, a lot of these artists who you know own most of their stuff, they make their money off of touring and merchandising. You know, like the contracts are big, um, but the majority of their money, the majority of revenue comes back from touring and, and merchandise, and so that most of that has been shut down merchandise hasn't but i'm pretty sure people aren't buying merchandise as frequently as they were because where the hell are we gonna wear it to you know the world was shut down um but i think that things are opening back up because just this week we had you know two big labels announce droppings droppings sound like bird doo-doo um but we the first one being tde um last week tde they had this cryptic post about, you know, something was something was happening on 5-6. We don't know what it was. It just said TDE. It had a bar that said loading, and it said a date 5-6. No one knew what it was. Everybody tried to decipher, obviously, but no one knew. But then today, they updated that post and said what the, the um, date resembled. So they're having a pop-up shop tomorrow. Uh, the day that this episode releases in, in Fairfax, and they're also releasing a single. I mean, releasing a video. So when I first seen the first post last week, it, it told me that, okay, 5-6 is an announcement. Whether that announcement is a single or an album, it tells me an album is com- coming. Because if it's a single, that single is attached to an album. If it's an album, <laughs> it's an album. Um, so fast forward to today and seeing this update saying that they're having a pop-up shop and they're releasing a video tells me the same thing and they're having a pop-up shop they feel more comfortable with fans interacting and and wanting to to purchase the merchandise and to wear the merchandise because the world is opening back up but also tells me that if they're releasing a video that video has to be released i mean that video has to be attached to a single and that single has to be attached to an album and so that tells me somebody in TDE is gearing up for release. My prediction and my hope is Isaiah Rashad. We haven't heard anything from Isaiah Rashad since 2016. We've had a couple of songs here and there, but he's the only person who we haven't heard anything from. You know, some of them, majority of them has released albums. If they didn't release an album, they executive produced on an album within that time. Um, they've been featured on other labor mates albums and things like that. Um, but Isaiah Rashad, I've been relatively quiet now Isaiah Rashad personally for me is second in line of my favorites on the label behind Kendrick um Kendrick probably got a little biased because he's homegrown um but I think Isaiah Rashad to me is the second best in that in entire as far as rappers goes um my hope is either Isaiah Rashad or SZA um I, I still bang control to this day uh from start to finish but Isaiah Rashad, as far as rappers go, is the one that I that I really want. I want Absol too, but pause. Um, I want an Absol album too, but I don't want it as bad as I want an Isaiah Rashad album. So I hope that's what the announcement is. I hope that's who the video is. If it's not, even if it's a uh, a conjunction of TDE members in the video, that's even great. Cause that's that's his music. Um, but I really hope that Isaiah Rashad album is released no later than August. Um, Cause that's exciting. Um, leaving TDE and jumping to another big label, J Cole just yesterday announced that he's releasing his next album next Friday, five fourteen. The off season is what it's titled. Um, that also tells me that 
you know, these big label companies, I mean, these big labels are more comfortable with releasing big projects because of the artist's potential opportunity to be out there interacting with these fans. And so that 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 tells me, for one, you know, music is opening back up, but it also tells me the world is opening back up. Um, J. Cole, who was signed to Rock Nation slash Interscope Records, um, is attached to a big label. And I don't think that they will be moving. Granted, J. Cole is not one of those artists that is out and about and accessible as much, but we know what Torrin has done for J. Cole in his career, especially in these latter years where he's been out of the spotlight. It's done a lot for him. And so for him to release an album tells me that, you know, they're giving up to to get this man on tour um, and things like that. So I'm definitely excited for that, um, especially J. Cole. TDE, I can't make of what's coming um, when it when they when a video releases, then I'll have like a an opinion on that because I don't know who it is or what it is. Um, so when a video releases, I have an opinion on a prediction of what's to come. But for J. Cole, we know what's coming. It's an album. But one thing I do want to point out, J. Cole, is he's he's up against a lot of criticism. A lot of people didn't like um, For Your Eyes Only. A lot of people didn't like K.O.D. And so I think J. Cole can feel like his back is against the wall. Um, and I say that, and I don't really mean it because J. Cole is still you know one of the best rappers um, of this time. Um, but I think a lot is to be said when the consensus criticism of your past two projects has been that they weren't that good, uh, especially coming off an album like 2014 Forest Hill Drive that everyone loved. Um, I think he has a lot. He has a lot to to be up against, but I think J. Cole delivers. Uh, he hasn't disappointed me yet. Um, I understand For Your Eyes Only is not everyone's favorite album. It's definitely not mine either. But there was a lot of key moments in Forest Hill, um, not Forest Hill Drive, and For Your Eyes Only. So I liked the album. It wasn't the greatest. It wasn't good. Um, but I enjoyed it. Same thing with KOD. Um, I don't listen to KOD as often, but I still like the album. I think it was great moments in KOD as well. I don't think it was a bad album by any means, but I understand people's criticism against it, especially if you're not a J. Cole fan. So I'm definitely excited to see J. Cole get back into that bag. I think he's going to be rapping, rapping, especially going back into the, the sports concept. Um, for those of you who day one J, J. Cole fans, y'all remember the come up, um, followed by the warm up. And I think that um, on the, the come up, followed by the warm up, followed by Friday Night Lights. We know what he's done on all three of those projects has been nothing short of great. So I think that, you know, the, the imagery of the basketball court burning. Um, I think that he, he's getting back to, you know, once what we once knew him as. I think we, we move away from the, you know, the, the singles, the radio singles, the Kevin Hart in the video. And I think we get back to rapping, rapping. And if that's the case, that opens up the door for Kendrick 2022, quarter two at least. Um, if Kendrick is not the announcement that TD is going to announce, which I don't suspect him to be, um, I think Kendrick releases. April 2022 at the latest, at the latest, um, April 2022, um, which is not far from now. Like we're in May, but we know that 2022 is going to be here tomorrow. And so I'm, I'm definitely excited for that, for the, the, the possibility of that happening. But, you know, again, a big name artist like J. Cole releasing a project, it, it tells me that, you know, things are on the up and up, um, 
that's really all I have for you all this week. I told you all it wasn't going to be that long of an episode um, in the beginning. And so I'm going to end it there. Thank you all for tuning in to the Speak On Peace podcast. Where you listen on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, wherever the case may be. Make sure you're subscribing and sharing. Um, I can't stress enough how important that is. If you're watching on YouTube, thank you for tuning in. Make, make sure you are subscribing and sharing. Um, that's equally as important. My what to watch for this week, um, we can go with City on the Hill on Showtime. Once again, my what to watch for this week, we can go with City on the Hill on Showtime. That's the Speak My Peace podcast for this week. I'm out!